Welcome to the Runderful Podcast, where we talk about running, life, and all things Runderful. On today's episode, I am talking with Nadia Stewart. Nadia is just such an incredible person and member of the running community. We talk about lots of different topics, and I do have to give a trigger content warning as we do talk about Nadia's experience with infertility, miscarriages, as well as both of our own experiences with loss and grief. We also talk about how running helps Nadia cope with all of this and how carving out her me time is so important. We go into recent races, disappointment, and how Nadia bounced back in a fierce way. Please enjoy my conversation with Nadia Stewart. Hello, and welcome back to the Wonderful Podcast. Thank you for joining me again for another awesome conversation. I'm your host, Jonathan Yu, and today I am super excited to chat with Nadia Stewart. You can frequently find Nadia at races in the greater Toronto area, and you'll be easy to spot her thanks to her beaming smile and fierce running poses. She is a mother runner, lover of candy corn, nemesis of Canadian geese, an all-around badass friend and person. Nadia, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> all righty, Nadia. I wanted to start all of our episodes kind of in the same way on a happy, uh, wonderful note, if you will. So mm -hmm. if you that. had to, how would you describe your wonderful day? That's a good question. A wonderful day, truly, truly getting to go for a wonderful run and not having to do much afterwards. I like those days. Those days are great. That's a wonderful day. <laughs> Keep it nice and chill. Yes. Easy going. Yes. I like that. I know you have a few favorite running spots. Were, are any of those on that kind of wonderful day list? Most definitely. Um, so I live in Barrie. And there is a waterfront out here and it's gorgeous. And, you know, I grew up in Mississauga and at that time I wasn't really running. So, you know, I never really took advantage of being outdoors, nature, fresh air, you know what I'm saying? And then just moving to Barrie, yep. picking up running again and just having that right there at my doorstep. It's amazing. Gives you that extra little bit of motivation, I'm assuming. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I will get up out of my bed at the crack of dawn to go in and get a sunrise run in just so I can see the sun come up. You know, it's just sets the mood for the whole day. Would you say that you are a more morning runner versus evening runner? I would say that I would. I'm not saying that I can't run in the evenings or I won't or in the afternoons, but most definitely if I can get up in the morning and go, I would prefer to do that. I'm no good after 11. I'm no good after 11 a.m., John. <laughs> are, you, are you a coffee drinker? I'm not. I drink tea. Uh, there was a period in my life where I tried to pick up coffee, like during university years, juggling jobs and all this. It just didn't take. It just didn't take. Sure. So I am a tea drinker. Interesting. Favorite tea? Right now, Earl Grey, right now. I switch it up, but right now we're on Earl Grey. Hard. <laughs> there is a tea from David's Tea that's like a cream of Earl Grey. And I love what? that one. 
It's okay. like it's Earl Grey, but a little bit more creamy, almost yeah. milky to it. I love that one. Oh, okay. I'm going to look into that. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. All righty. Uh, I have to go into our kind of running conversation. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, because I realized I actually don't know. What got you into running? Were you always a runner? Were you always athletic? What got you into the running community and scene? You know what? I And that's that's a good question. I wasn't always a runner. Um, I think like everyone else, you know, in elementary school, like track and field, that kind of thing. I wasn't ever on any teams, anything really like that, right? But um, when I moved to Ottawa for university, uh, I was there for maybe a couple of years. And when I was leaving, I just, I was on my own. All my friends had already gone back to their respective cities where they grew up. And yeah, you know, I wasn't really in the best of places, to be honest with you, John, at that time. You know, a lot of things got derailed with school and life and not much was going on. And uh, I just decided that I was just going to go for a run in front of the apartment building that I lived in. Um, I lived in the Vanier area and it was St. Laurent Boulevard. And when I came home from work, I would just run up and down just to see if I could. And then, you know, I got a little taken to it and I moved back to Mississauga. And then I continued and decided I was going to run my first 5K in the Mississauga Marathon. And, you know, it was great. And I also did the Yorkville and then I kind of fell off running. I just that was the end of it. I It was a really difficult time in my life and I used it as a little pick-me-up, I guess. And then that was it. And then like, you know, fast forward 10 years later, I picked it up again. And it's been steadfast since then. So it's been like three years now, I want to say. It's great. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about your start, almost starting with a 5K, even just getting up and mm-hmm. going and seeing if you could do it. I feel like that resonates with a lot of people because that's a lot Mm -hmm. of people start as well. I know for me, that was how I started. I thought, hmm, I wonder if I can do this. It's kind of on a bucket list. Let's see. And you kind of get, you kind of go down this little rabbit hole of, oh, I can do this. Let's see if there's more. Let's see what else is in these legs. I like when that's super organic. Yeah. When you started... Did you ever have um, racing or even further races, more distance in terms of racing in mind? Or had that always just kind of been, no, let's just see, and I'm enjoying the 5Ks? Yeah, so when I started in Ottawa and then moved back to Mississauga, no, like I still, it's so funny because once you grow and you're running and then you look back, it's just like from where you started. So, you know, I had no clue. I always make the joke. I went to the Mississauga Marathon 5K and I went to the front, right to the front, you know, didn't know any better. Um, So I just enjoyed the opportunity that I had. Like, look at you did it. You ran the 5K, right? It's a good feeling. It's an accomplished feeling because truly prior to that, I didn't think I could, right? So it's just a really good feeling. So at that time, because I just stopped for whatever reason, I wasn't thinking about any further distances outside of the ones that I was doing. So that was a shift when I started running again, like 10 years later. And when you picked it up again, was Mm -hmm. it to also kind of give yourself an outlet again? Or was there something that kind of lit a fire under you that said, hmm, let me try this again? 
So I, um, I had my son, my first, um, in 2018 and like, you know, when he was a year old, after he turned a year, I started running again. So this was the start of it. And, you know, I liked it. I liked being outside. I liked being down by the waterfront. I liked seeing myself improve, right? That's, that's always such a, a thing for me, the improvement, you see the growth. So that all happened. And then I, you know, I was, again, I wasn't really thinking about further distances or anything like that. I was enjoying it and all that. I knew I was going to sign up for races. I did, sure. I had, but it was just still, you know, going along uh, my way. And then uh, at the ending of 2019, I had two miscarriages, two back-to-back -back miscarriages uh, during a five-week period. And it was a difficult time. It was a very challenging time. And during that time, so it's like I just came back to running. Um, I see this Bridget's run, okay? I see this Bridget's run right. and I'm like, well, what's this? Because it's in Barrie and I haven't done any anything here in Barrie. And it was a run for infant and pregnancy loss. And I was just like, what are you saying right now? Like, how did I even find this? And that was it. I was like, well, I'm doing this race. Like I have to do this run. I have to be there. And I think that was 100% the catalyst that like shifted my running into a different direction, you know? Almost like it was almost meant to be. At that time, finding that and, and even if I made that community and then also that yes. outlet to, yes. to be the ambassador, but also to, and if I, if, if I hadn't mentioned it, um, Nadia here is also an ambassador for Bridget's bunnies run. Um, and just having that community around you as well must mm -hmm. have been, uh, almost like finding the outlet that you had been searching for. And that's the thing, right? So for me, John, it's like, and I, I just feel like in general, this isn't uh, infant loss, pregnancy loss. It's not really something that's talked about. So you nailed it. It was the community. It's a very, very isolating experience. You feel very alone. And it was just, I didn't really know what to do. Um, for me, I can speak for myself, before having miscarriages, it was just a word to me. I knew what happened, but I feel like when these things happen, especially loss and grief, it's like your eyes open up. You see the world in a different way. Um, um, and because of that, I needed that community. I needed to be in that space where there were other people who knew exactly what I was feeling and they were like, yes. And my God, they're running too? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. So it was, it was like life-changing for sure to be able to participate in that run for that reason. Almost like when you start running, you kind of, most people start out in a kind of solo way and then they mm -hmm. start running yes. and running and running. And then when you start finding, oh, there are groups out there with runners too. Yes. Oh, yes. there's other people kind of like me who run yes. at my same pace, at my same effort. Yeah. And it's almost like finding, oh, I'm not alone in this. There's other people just like me. Mm -hmm. But then you nailed it when you said uh, going through something traumatic or going through something that causes you grief can be terribly isolating. Mm -hmm. And I know this is only my second podcast, so I haven't exactly shared much about my own story, mm -hmm. but my mom passed away in 2019. 
And when that happened, I remember feeling so inside of myself that why is this happening to me right now? Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, the whole world kept on going. And I felt like, why isn't the world stopping? Why Mm -hmm. isn't anything pausing? Mm -hmm. So then now I find when I do hear that there is someone who's going through a similar experience that I went through, I almost feel like that's my person. That's a community now, even if it's just another person, because that's that's someone who shares this same experience that I've gone through. And automatically we are kind of drawn to each other. Well, you just, that's 100% it. And I've been very, very vocal um, with my experiences with miscarriages. And I cannot tell you, John, how many people have come to me or spoken out or found out about Bridget's Bunnies and been able to use the resources they have. That's the point. It's the community, you know, and it's the connection. It's the community. It's the connection. And just knowing that you're not on your own in that situation. Absolutely. And I think that's also why a runner and an advocate like you is so inspirational. It's because people might not interact with you on something like social media, but they're listening and you're affecting them in so many ways that maybe you don't know. And, and that's why, that's why the way that you speak so openly and candidly about your experience is such an important thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just, because when it happens to you, then you know that it's like, it's not really a unique situation, like loss and grief are things that we all go through in some way. So if that connection, if that community is something that can help to uplift us, why not? You know, why not share? Why not? And lean on each other too. I agree. I agree. If we can go back a little bit into running and Mm -hmm. talk about another thing that I feel like affects so many people, but it's often kind of glossed over, especially on social media. And Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to talk about disappointment Mm -hmm. because I know Mm -hmm. that a lot of people can feel it, especially when they're hoping for a particular performance at say a race. And sometimes it gets kind of glossed over and almost sugarcoated. But I know that you had a particularly disappointing experience recently at the Ottawa race. Yeah. And I wanted to know if you you wouldn't mind sharing about that. For sure. And, you know, I actually shared something recently in my stories that, like, Ottawa was amazing. Like, it was an experience that I'm going to hold with me forever. It was one of my first, like, my first half. My first, you know, half, that's a big deal. That's a big big deal, deal, John. And I was excited. I was ready because I was going back to Ottawa. And Ottawa is where my running started. Ottawa is where, you know, I didn't have the best time before I left. It's kind of like I was going back to say, look, I made it through. I made it through all the personal stuff and I'm back and I'm going to run this city and you're going to see me. Okay. You know, it was that kind of a pump up, that kind of a feeling. I was on the, the auto power uh, crew and it was just awesome. But the race, the race did not go as I would have liked. Okay, Um, for a lot of reasons and (laughs) the heat for one, the heat sure, Um, and a lot of lessons were learned for me. So 
in that it was good. But yeah, it was it was disappointing on the course. It was hard. Yeah, I think that there are so many factors when you race that are so out of your control. Mm-hmm. And even though we almost like convince ourselves at times that, oh, but but it's going to be an awesome day, but it's yeah. going to be this, it's going to be that. You almost hope that you're like manifesting it into, yeah, it's going to be awesome because it has to be because I've put <laughs> in must. all this work. Why won't there it be awesome? There is no other choice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then you get no. there and, yeah. and you have all these expectations of yourself and of the day yeah. and it just yeah. doesn't turn out. The day of, you know, I, I was, I was really nervous. I was really nervous. You know, it was a warm day. As we discussed earlier, I do run in the mornings and especially when I'm doing like, I will get up at five, I will get up at six, you know, especially in the summer to beat the heat. Um, you know, Ottawa started it later on and was it nine? Yeah, I believe it was nine. And it was getting hot and I was, I was nervous. <laughs> I've never run a half before. Right. And that's the thing. I still consider myself a new runner. I am still learning. Um, I learned in Ottawa about fueling because I obviously did not do that <laughs> the way that I should have. Uh, it was a hot day, the cramping. So I, you know, I planned to just take it easy for the first half. That was the plan. And I, I was, I felt good. I felt great. And then at nine kilometers, something, something just, it just started. It started the cramping. And honestly, John, I don't, like, this has not happened to me before. Again, probably because I've never been under these kinds of strenuous conditions, right? Um, I definitely was not hydrated enough. So the cramping just started and it was on and off. It did not stop. It intensified. And literally at 18, 19 kilometers, I was like, oh, so you're actually not finishing today. You're actually not finished because that's how I felt. My body was saying, this is it for you. So to even finish, and that my phone was done at nine kilometers. I couldn't even call Claudio or anybody or anything. Uh, I had to just like dig and decide you're going to walk. You're going to do something to get across. And um, while I did, I'm so glad I did. It wasn't what I had wanted. You know, I had it in my mind a certain time that now looking back, you were not getting that time that day anyway. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't getting any, any 215 that day anyway. So I've learned, I've grown, but um, in the moment it's like, oh, like everything that could have gone wrong kind of did, but so it's kind of like a knock to your confidence a little bit. I was about to ask about confidence yeah. because after that, did it affect you as a runner to know that wasn't what I wanted? Or did it kind of light a fire under you and go, okay, that didn't go the way I wanted. Let's get another one. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I wasn't easy. And that's the thing. I wasn't like down, down on myself. I think I, I was, I was upset. I was like, oh, that happened. But I wasn't down, down on myself, but I wanted another opportunity to see, okay, let's see how it goes the second time, you know? So I already had known that I was going to sign up for the Toronto 
um, right. uh, marathon. But um, I went to my physiotherapist and I said to her, you know, this is what I want to do. You got to help me because she's a runner too. <laughs> she's a sure. runner as well. Right. Um, and she's amazing. And, you know, she really got me focused. And then I started the training for that. And I, I was nervous, of course, but excited because I wanted to see what I could do this second time around. And with that, was that Scotia? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I wanted to jump into Scotia as well, because I kind of think of that as maybe a bounce back race for you. Yes. And a confidence boost. Confidence boost 110%. Yes. So can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. Was that, did you, do you think that you prepared differently for that race? Were there steps that you took to kind of ensure as much as you could that you had a bounce back? Or is it just kind of the environment of the race that you kind of felt a little bit better? Um, well, I definitely, I wanted to like train and take it seriously and focus and all the things that I know I should be doing during a training cycle. So I did do that to the fullest. I did. Um, and that's, I think that's what helped with the confidence, you know, knowing, okay, well, Nadia, you're ready. You can do this. I wasn't as nervous going into this one as I was with Ottawa. Um, and that was already uh, a sign for me, like, okay, okay. You know, you, you got something going on here. So going in, I felt good. And then same thing. Now, of course, the weather, the weather was different. It was, it was, it was cooler than Ottawa, but we don't have to talk about that now. The bottom line <laughs> is I, you know, I took it easy. I, and at times I was like, well, Maddie, you know what? You're feeling really good. You know, you can go faster, but I'm like, no, that's not what we're here for today. We're not blowing this out. We're going to just do it nice and easy. Like we said, and it was good. I felt good. And I, Finished that in 207 and I did Ottawa in 226. So you couldn't tell me anything that day. Okay. Yeah, I felt absolutely. good. I felt good, John. <laughs> and when we saw you, my wife Vanessa and I saw Nadia out on the course. And the best part about that wasn't, you know, the pace you were running or anything like that. And because we can't tell when we're spectating and right, cheering, right. what you can tell is how much fun someone's having or how much someone is feeling the support or how much they're, they're enjoying themselves. Yes, and yes. that's what we took from you. Cause we both looked at each other afterwards <laughs> and we thought, Oh, she's killing it. It was so nice to see you both. You guys were one of the first that I saw. So I was just like, Oh my goodness. And yes, it does give you that boost. That race, that cheering situation was out of, I caught the spirit under one of those bridges. I am telling you, okay. It was amazing. 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 Oh my goodness. Community again, community support. This is what it's about, right? It was incredible. Yeah. And I think that so many people underestimate how much the community and the running community that we've kind of started to become more and more a part of um, yeah. has how much they support unconditionally. Yes. And I think that's such a, such an underrated part of uh, performance even that that's, mm -hmm. that's overlooked because you can have uh, a beautiful training cycle and then on the day, yeah. Any negative thought that enters your head can really affect you. Yeah. But on the flip side, any positive thought, like someone cheering their head off for you, can yeah. really give you that push. 
that is not a lie. I can tell you, you know, just even walking up to some races, hearing somebody scream my name, I'm like, what, who, me? Like, it makes you feel good, you know? You feel like you're a part of something. I belong here, right? It is a good feeling. Do you find any hesitation in saying that you're now a part of the running community? Or has that been something that's really embraced you and and really brought you a, a part of the, the the overall community? I think I would definitely say, yeah, now I definitely feel a part of the community. Now I live in Barrie, um, but I have my Instagram account. I, I made that Instagram account and we all know like social media, what it's about. It can be yep. good, bad, and indifferent, but I really feel that it has connected me to so many other runners in the community that otherwise I would not have met. Maybe there are runs that I would not have done. Um, 100% I have found community online within the, the running world for sure. Yeah. And I think I can speak uh, to that as well and feel the exact same as you that yeah. the community that surrounds runners is unlike anything else. It's wonderful. And, you know, I know sometimes people don't have great experiences um, online. And I, that's why for myself, I really, really try to surround myself with the people that I know are about the same things that I am on the same page as I am. That's how you foster and build up the community and the positivity, right? Because that's what we're all here for. We're here to have a good time, run, share in that together. And it should be that. It should be that way. Absolutely. Can I ask about your own kind of community? And I mean your family. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you feel like your family has supported your running? And oh, do you yeah. feel like you're almost like a little running family nowadays? Well, no. <laughs> because <laughs> Claudio, you know, Claudio, he would love to get out there, but not yet. I signed Nathan up for the Mississauga, uh, the Timbits, but we couldn't make it out. And then when I asked him again if he was interested, he was just like, no, mommy. So, you know, he's off and on. Sometimes he'll be like, I want to run with you. But then he's just like, nah. So I'm the only runner. I'm the only runner right now. (laughs) But um, the support, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like Claudio, I can't tell you. Like, you know, you are, you have a running family yourself. You know that it's not always the easiest, right? Um, So sometimes there is that little guilt there because I get the opportunity to go and do my thing. And, you know, you want the same for your partner. You do. Um, but we, we definitely work on it and, um, with changes in our home, he also has some free time. So it's give and take. Yeah. Yeah. And is there any advice that you would give for a a family or a partnership that's looking for that type of balance? How do you two make Mm -hmm. it work in your own way? You know, honestly, John, and this is something that, um, you know, I'm really, really, keen on it's the communication you know because things change daily our feelings how we feel about certain things so i think it's just important to be very open um within your partnership when it comes to things like this the balance of you know that uh, personal time out of the house on your own just be honest and open about it how you're feeling i think and i feel like that sometimes can get lost in the in the grind of training even that you know 
oh, I have to get this in. I have to get this in because mm-hmm. it's so routine almost for us. You almost forget that there is a lot that goes into making a training cycle or a daily That's run right. work. Exactly. Exactly. It's very, very true. So, and I think that's another reason why sometimes I prefer the morning because um, on the weekends I can get up and go and get back before anybody else um, is even awake, um, especially in the summer, right? And then sometimes that's just like, see, you feel good that like I didn't take any time away from our weekend. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yep. sometimes that even though Claudio is just like, oh, go have a blast. Yeah. It's all good. If it's a problem, I'll tell you, you know, but you still feel like, ah. so it's, it's tough sometimes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have to tell you too, Nadia, another reason that I find you such an inspiration online is not only the running, but you get after it in the weight room. <laughs> I need to get after it a bit more if I want. Well, I was going to ask <laughs> you, you because because strength training is something yeah. that is so important for runners, and I see it now. But there's mm-hmm. a set of dumbbells across from me that I haven't picked up in a while. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to ask you if you've always kind of uh, gravitated towards weight training or if it was something that you picked up um, after running and if there if you found that kind of relationship between the two um, you know supporting one another weight training supporting running and running supporting weight training you know it's funny because even before I ran you know I'd always sign up for boot camps, different boot camps that did Mm -hmm. like circuit training and things like that. So it was always something that I did, not anything that I really took seriously, just workouts or fun, go to a boot camp with a friend, right? But it's funny, since running, I I really, I'm not into it as much, right? But I know that I have to because it helps the running. So (laughs) I, I, I do have weights at home, but I just feel like, if I go to the gym, I push myself a little bit more. Um, I found Peloton, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was really going hard with that. I really enjoyed it too. I really enjoyed it too, but I don't know what it is. For some reason, I've fallen off of the Peloton and I'll get to the gym when I can. But for, I I definitely, definitely want to step the strength training up. I feel like I'll need it. I've signed up for Around the Bay. Ah, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> and my physiotherapist told me that, you know, some parts of the course, like with the hills and things like that, I want to like strengthen some things up. So I am focused on that. <laughs> okay. And can I ask, will that be your furthest distance for a race? Yes. 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 So, so the thing with it is, John, I would like to complete one marathon. That's my thing. I would love that. I think that would be a huge accomplishment for myself, but I just, I don't see myself bridging from the half to the full. I just don't see it happening that way for me. So when I went to Ottawa for Ottawa race weekend, there were many other members of the autos power crew who were saying, around the bay you know if you want to that's how you do it if you want to get to a full at that time i was like "Hmm, uh, (laughs) yeah and then i was like well yeah like if that's your goal and uh you honestly feel like that's the only way you can get there well you better sign up for that race then yeah so it's happening 
It's I'm happening. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I am really, really excited for you. <laughs> it That's a great idea too, because um, yeah. I know that there's, um, there's a lot of runners who have done that kind of progression. And yeah. oftentimes when you start out and you finish a half, you think, I can't do this again. Right. Uh, to, to say a full, but then if you find those little steps and that's how my wife, Vanessa, she kind of went up to even the half. She did her five, eight, 10, mm. she ran a 15 and then a half. And she felt that mm-hmm. kind of helped her a lot in terms of progression mm-hmm. going nice. then from 21 K to 30 K then to, if that's something you want a full, I think that's a great progression to kind of follow. Yeah. And I posted about that in my stories and a lot of people responded and said, yeah. yes, I also did the around the bay before I did a full. Yeah. So it's definitely seems to be an idea, a good one. Well, <laughs> we will be cheering for you at any race that you're at. Cause that'll be something Yay, to see. Yes. Okay. And I would be, mad at myself if I didn't bring up one last thing. <laughs> Nadia, I got to ask you, yes. what's the deal with Canadian geese versus you? Oh my God, listen, okay. You know what? I can't even tell you when it happened. I can't tell you how long ago it was, but it happened. I was running, minding yeah. my own business, and they're always feeling about always, but it rose up and hissed at me. And that's been it ever since. That has been it. I, I'm i on guard. I have to be. Right. <laughs> I have to be. <sighs> so I'll describe a little bit for those listening who might not know. If you follow Nadia Runs on Instagram, every once in a while she posts about geese and how <laughs> they're just lurking after her during runs. Yes. They're lurking there at the end, at the beginning. They and are. I have to say, the pictures that she posts, when they're all in that pack and she's running by, they do look intimidating. And it looks like something out of a horror movie sometimes. Oh, my goodness. I ran into some today. It's just it's just wild. And they weren't even in their regular spot. They were all right. down by the beach. I was just like, why? They're almost following you on Strava now. Yes. Where, where's her? Where's the segment? Oh, oh I found her. There she is. Right? I'm on their turf, I think. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, they can be vicious and very, very territorial. You know, I, I understand. I haven't had to deal with them on a lot of runs, but I would probably have my guard up as well. Yes. And there's wild turkeys now, too. There's, it's a lot going on in the wildlife kingdom. You've got all the birds after you now. Yeah, oh, here in Barrie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Nadia, we are almost finished. Um, and I do have this one last little bit. I'm calling it my kick to the finish. And oh, it's a bunch of questions. And I kind of wanted to do a little bit of, not word association, but tell me the first things that kind of pop into your heads. And you can expand on them as you need. It doesn't have to be one word. All righty? Okay. So first one, dream race. What's your dream race? I don't have a dream race yet. I hadn't thought of it because I was mainly focused on the distances. But I'm going to sure. think on it. I am going to think on it. So a full marathon is my dream distance right now. Yeah, yeah, I'll think on it. <laughs> That's perfect. No, full marathon yeah. dream distance. I will take yeah. that one for now. Okay. And then we'll check in with you a little bit later. And then I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if that one changes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'd be really curious. I think on it, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, favorite running shoe. Okay, yeah, the Saucony Rides. I'm, I'm, yeah, I really like those. I really like them. I haven't tried, well, I, I did grab a pair of Shift 2 recently, very recently. So I've only run in them once, but um, I just find it so hard to break away from, I'm a Scorpio sure. too, so it's difficult for change. But rides, I love. When you find what you like. All righty. If you could run with anyone in history or today, and it doesn't have to be a runner, who would you want to get outside with you to just go for a run and a chat? My brother. My brother used to run. He's much older than me. I shouldn't say that much older, but he's older than me. And he, <laughs> he used to run. He's ran in Hawaii. He used to do a bunch of runs when he was younger. He doesn't run too much now. He does cycle. But I think that that would be really cool uh, to run with him because that's not something that we've ever done. And I think I it's like something that. that. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Favorite movie of all time? 12 Angry Men. It's uh, Ooh. Yeah, I love that movie. I love that movie. And I love a lot of movies, actually. But that one, whenever anybody asks me, that's the one that I note. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Pump up song. What's your go to? There are so many. There's an Ariana Grande song that I okay. like. It's not the breathing one, though. Oh, man. Okay, well, I do like breathing. I do like that one. Um, yep. I can't. It's lost on me. It's lost on me, John. Ariana Grande, something. But something. one of those. Something. One of those. Ariana Grande's on the list. All right. And last one. If you could leave listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? You don't know until you try. I like that. Yeah. People can't see me nodding and smiling, but I like yeah, that that's a one. lot. That's a message for a reminder for myself too. Yeah. Very appropriate for you, for mm -hmm. me trying this new thing yeah. and for everyone listening who thinks, hmm, maybe I'll wait until I'm this or maybe I'll wait until that. But really, you don't know until you try. And sometimes it's really difficult to try, but you won't know. Thank you. Nadia runs, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. You can find Nadia on Instagram, underscore Nadia runs. Follow her for inspiration, for laughs, for raw conversations, and just such a pleasure to chat with you. Nadia, thank you so much for joining me on the thank podcast so today. so much, John. Such kind words. Thank you so much for having me. This is truly an honor. So glad to have done this. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Nadia. I certainly enjoyed recording it. And I'm hoping that you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are, please subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, and share it with some friends. For now, this is Jonathan Yu saying, have a wonderful day.